Welcome back to the Hour Time Podcast, the podcast for Watch Geeks by Watch Geeks. I am John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. And I'm Nicholas DeLeon. And today on the show, we have a few special little treats. First off, lads, what's our risk check status? Uh, I've got on the Vare, uh, the Vare D5 Arctic, which the review should be going up on the site. Uh, momentarily? Yeah, momentarily. I, I forget when I scheduled it for, either 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock. But it'll it'll go on uh, shortly after, uh, you know, any minute now. Uh, I'm really digging it. I guess it has to go back in like a week or two. So I will miss it. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a nice little diver. I think Victor and I talked about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Using, uh, no, 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 but no. it's, it's a nice little diver. Cool. I am wearing a vintage 1995 tag Heuer. Nope. Vintage, like a, like, like a El Quartzo. I, I'm calling anything. Look, if it's 20, if it's older than 25 years, it's vintage. You don't have to defend yourself to our, uh, I don't know. I, I, look, it's a three hander. It's quartz. Okay. And it's 1995. So on all three counts, I'm waiting for you to say you don't approve. You know what? I, I life's too short at this point in my in my at this point I don't really care. Like you you enjoy what you enjoy. Go with God. There's honestly nothing that honestly nothing I I've I've tried my best to teach to teach you and the rest of the world uh to think harder about what you purchase and what you you will be proud of my next thing you'll be proud of me later but but for now that's what i'm wearing it's a beater three-hander quartz but it's a it's a good beater all right but in the future you'll be proud i will make you proud all right so okay so you're gonna make me proud i'm wearing the i'm wearing the brigade again yesterday i wore a uh i wore the uh omega speedmaster mark three and a half or whatever it was what's it called So not Speed. the racing one you had, but a but a sort of older one style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Way, way, uh, way older. So it was like a, I think it was a Mark IV. Yeah, that's a Mark IV. No, this was a different. You've had a few Speedmasters. Yeah, this is a. I forget. I think it's like a three and a half. I think it was called a three and a half because the Mark IV was very specific because it had the because it has the um, the it doesn't have a twenty four hour dial. This had a twenty four hour dial dial at noon. Mm-hmm. And I forget what the I forget what the number, nomenclature is, but I was wearing that yesterday. I don't like to wear that one because that's a that's a kind of a delicate one. I feel like the the uh, the key the the winding the stem is a little okay. loose, and it's yeah. just like it it runs perfectly. It has no issues, but I'm just kind of I'm just kind of worried about where it runs. You're, you're you're hesitant. Yeah. Do you uh do you put your put your watches on uh, winders? No, especially your old ones. No, no, no. If uh, no, so the, these things, right? We we talk about the way they're built. They're they're little pieces of metal working against each other, which has friction, and then they oil them, and then five years later, you're supposed to service them and oil them again, but no one does. You wait till ten years, right? Yeah, yeah. And and so putting them on a winder is just prematurely aging those metals and oils. If you let them sit, then they're not in motion and therefore not wearing against each other. But then there's also the potential for seizing. Uh, they should not seize if they were oiled and if the oil is still there and still alive. And if it's not, then it needs to be serviced anyway. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I'm worried about seizing. I'm honestly worried about seizing more than I'm worried so about. So I would, if, if I were you and I were worried about seizing, I wouldn't place them on a winder continuously. I would like put them on once a week or once uh, one week out of the month kind of thing. Yeah, because you you want to keep it moving, but you don't need to to add 
extra cycles of wear for no reason. Yeah. I buy that. I don't use a winder because I like waking up every morning or every other morning or whatever it works out to and and setting the watch. That's fun. That adds <laughs> Look, these are these are dark times. You, not you a get whole to, lot else uh, to motivate you. You get to meditate <laughs> on the time. Yeah, I like to it's it's a fun little ritual and just let me have that. I don't have much. Let me You don't me you don't have Yeah, that's true. You don't have much. You you, you I want don't. I really don't. <laughs> there's not there's not much out there for a young man and in today's day and age there's really nothing for you. You you this this world is not designed for you. No. And actually the only place that is designed for you is the watch world, honestly. I would, uh, that's, that's, that's my, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my official opinion. I think I'm also getting into guitars recently. So I'm also discovering that the the guitar world is very similar to the watch world and that there's like, there's, there's little special things that everybody likes to talk about and also the jazz. So I've got like 30 guitars. So when you want to start talking guitars, we can do that. 30 guitars. 30. Yeah. Yeah. I have a guitar problem. Oh man. That's probably, that's, that's, yeah, no, that's not a good thing. I I have I have Gibsons I have Martins I have um, not so much on, on on the Fender side of things I got one or two of theirs um, I got stuff I I just I got, got a uh, I just got an L seven Gibson L seven from nineteen fifty yeah I just picked that up for myself and that's going to be that's, my that's that's basically that's all fun. I all I want yeah um. And it's kind of a, so, but yeah, but I mean, guitar geekery is guitar geekery is similar to watch geekery in that it's, it's technically harmless. It's, it's potentially lucre. It's, it's potentially, uh, economically, um, uh, yeah, devastating. Bankrupt devastating. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you can argue about it all day long, or you can just put, throw up your hands and say, Hey, strap a, strap a pickup to a, uh, two by four and add some strings and you're good. Just go for it. Big, yeah. big daddy uh-huh. as it were. But I didn't realize that you had that many guitars. I really worry about uh, I worry about this. But this is a whole different. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I I need help with that. Okay. Well, there you go. I got. I lose track. I've got a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can name them when I count them off, but I could. You know, I haven't put together a spreadsheet. I probably ought to. Yeah, uh, that's nuts. All right. So, the 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 store the the watch that I looked at this week is called the uh, is called the Belova professional sea devil diver. Hold on. Professional sea devil. What do we call this thing? The devil diver, the six, six, devil diver, yeah. devil diver, the six, six, six It's called. What's the formal name for this thing? Yeah. It's here somewhere. It's a, and so tell me what you like about it. Start, start talking about what it looks like a little bit. So Belova hasn't made a good watch in a few years. Let's just, let's just, well, well, it's rather harsh. That's a really <laughs> right out of the gate. <laughs> Here's this American think, watch anyway. company, and they've made terrible stuff. They made well, terrible watches. Terrible. Right, but watches. they make any? They've made a few nice things over the years. Like they've made, and their entire catalog is garbage with one nice watch, or two nice watches every year. Yeah, yeah. So they, their surfboard they had, they announced. Yeah, so the surfboard chronograph, right? That's not that was terrible. Kind of cool. Was it quartz? Uh, they, had, a they had a quartz and yeah, they had a quartz and a and an automatic. The quartz was like four hundred. I thought, I mean, I didn't get it, but I thought it looked neat. All right, I'll allow it. You can you can play the you can play the sound. Okay. Um. All right. Fine. I'll, I won't be as I won't be as harsh as I would. No, no. Would. Go ahead. Tear them apart. So anyway, this no, is, we're I'm saying. This I'm is, just saying this was a unique departure for the company. I was really I was right. pleasantly surprised. This is they're calling it the iconic six 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 oceanographer. Yes. 
that is a design tribute to the acclaimed 1970s oceanographer. And it's called the Devil Diver because it's 666, right? Right. So this thing is very unusual in that it is... Oh my gosh. So if you look at it, it's, it's really, it's, it's actually bright. It's bright orange in like a Sherbert tone. And if you look at the pictures, you can just go to the site. It's on the site. Uh, we posted on February 4th. There's these little, little nuggets of clear plastic over the, over the pips. And they add this three-dimensional thing and the, and the, uh, and the, the Cyclops is actually inside the dial. So it's actually embedded under, on the underneath the, of the crystal. Dial. Underneath, yeah, under, under, yeah, not the dial, the crystal, and this thing has loom that goes nuts. So whatever's going on with those little, uh, little pips with the little, the, the little light stick. pipes, basically, yeah. So they're shooting around the light, loom. yeah, yeah. They're shooting the light out. The hands are super bright. The whole package is really, really nicely done. It's a little bit smaller. It would be nicer for for somebody with smaller well, wrists. It's it's true to the original forty one millimeter size. Yeah. And it's and it's a very very pleasant and very very surprising to me. I was really I was really surprised. I was surprised that it was going to be, that I was going to like it this much. And I picked it up. I, I I'm reviewing it. I'm looking at it. Seven fifty for this thing. It's a little bit much, but for a Belova, I guess let's just go for it. I don't know. Well, it's what you get Swiss movement. Yeah, mechanical. Swiss, so yeah, mechanical automatic movement. Right. And uh and. You can and, go down and to a Satan competent two hundred millimeter two hundred meter dive case, right? Yeah. So this is this is in the pantheon of orange dials like Doxa, the Orange Monster, um, and this, right? Yeah. 100%. And the reason you use an orange dial is so that you can see it underwater because the orange is more visible to a slightly deeper depth, certainly more than like a black dial. Yeah. And those those light pipes over the hour markers where the uh, the loom is probably make it. You know, just bling out at you a little bit better underwater too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm actually really pleased. It does have very strong docks of vibes. I'm, I'm looking at it now, and it, it. Uh, I think I mentioned this maybe a week or two ago. I, I kind of wanted one of the docks last summer. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're not free. They're, not, they're, they're not inexpensive. I believe is the way Victor described it. <laughs> uh, but this feels. Uh, in the same sort of neighborhood. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think, you know, I don't know what, what the summer will look like in terms of like being allowed to have fun and being allowed to enjoy yourself this summer. It's not. Uh, there's, it there's, feels there's, like a there's very no joy. There's no joy for, in your life. You're done. Oh, I'm, I'm like already. That's fine by me. I don't care. I sit from my computer all day. Yeah. What difference does it make? Uh, but yeah, this feels so, like a very fun summer one. So who, who buys this thing, John? Who is this for? I think it's a... Uh... Who buys this? I think it's a I think it's a nice alternative to uh, to Orange Monster if you have a little bit more money. If you want to support a quote unquote American made watch company, this is one way to go. Um, the The design is great. It's a very sporty design, and I think if you look at it, if you look at it from the standpoint of like history and and the story and the and the provenance, etc., then you're really you're looking at a watch that's that. Uh, is for a, a casual collector who wants something different for weekend wear, basically. I feel like you've literally described me. Uh, it, it's like, yeah, I don't necessarily have $5,000 for, I don't know, an Omega or whatever, but seven fifty. Yeah, I could save up for like a month or whatever and get and, 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 I, and, and that's, know, I, that's exactly why I love the that's why I love this concept because it is so it is so cheap. Like and, it's not not cheap, but like 
so in, so affordable. The Devil Diver, the six six stenographer, yeah. is it pops up on eBay pretty regularly. You can buy the old one, but when you buy the old one, you're buying an old and crusty one, right? Yeah. And and you know you're buying a crusty one that hasn't been serviced, and it's it's yeah not as well made as this. So if you were going to buy one of these things and you didn't really need the old one, but you wanted the vibe, here you go. Yeah, this is exactly. I'm all about the vibe. That's what the kids are into. You know what? You love the vibe. Vibing. I think think a guy like you, you love the vibe. (laughs) Uh, I live for it. (laughs) So yes, I'm i I'm a big fan of this one. I'm really, I'm really pleased at what they did. It was a, it was a really cute little, uh, it was a really cute little piece and they, and they did a really good job on it. I'm, it's like, like, and, and you guys know me, when's the literally the last time I've ever said anything like this, uh, about anything or anyone or I'm even impressed my own by family. the positivity. If you must a while, it's yeah. been a very long time. <laughs> like, I mean, who, who know, who, who, who would, uh, who, who would believe that these words would come out of my mouth? Maybe the iPhone one was the last it's a new, like, uh, Oh, that's kind of cool. It's a new day. It's a new day. So this is a funny story. So I was just, I was looking at this. I would, it wasn't quite sure what was going on for a minute, but apparently the Paneristi, so Panerai has this Instagram, Instagram page. And in 2018, they started asking Paneristi, which are the Panerai lovers, the, the Amores de Panerai, uh, what, do you, what would that be in Italian? I don't know, whatever. It's pretty close. It. So yeah. yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, they would they would ask him to post these things on Instagram, and if you became a, like a picked by Panerai uh, influencer, you got special mention, and you were very you're ta- you're considered a a god among men. Ultimately, you were considered they, they would repost your your picture and yeah, you, basically yeah, you're 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 considered you're considered clo- the closest. There's there's two or three levels between you and uh, like Abraham as a uh, the, the the ancient patriarch, and you're really really close. That's basically it big deal. So it turns out this one guy would post on a bunch of, a bunch of, um, Panerai. He had posted about 20 and he had a bunch of bands attached to him and he would, he would ask for bands and the people would send him bands and they'd advertise with them. And, and he took, he took pictures with like Arnold Schwarzenegger and everything. And it turns out that every single one of the watches that he posted and that Panerai gave like the thumbs up to saying it's the best watch in the world it's the best picture in the world. Great picture. We're really proud of this. Yeah. Picture. We love Panerai and we love this guy supporting us. turns out every single one of those watches was fake. Now we've discussed the fake, the horrors of fakes before. And I've, I believe I have, a, I believe I have said, I allow the discussion of them. And I also understand the imp, imp uh, the impetus of the fate of the, of the counterfeit, uh, Right, the, the motivations is, of consumers and the motivations yeah, of factors, right? But this is pretty much some heavy-duty BS, I think. Well, late, late, what, what, be really specific. What is the exact BS here? Okay, so I'm going to be – I'm Panerai, and I want to, and I want to be a big old – I want to be a big old uh, social media influencer, and I want, to, I want to get people to send me pictures of their Panerai. I want people to be excited about Panerai. Yeah, excited about the brand. Now, when I, when I see a picture – of a watch, presumably, and, and and we're also going to assume that not everybody knows, not everybody in the organization knows what a fake looks like. And maybe the maybe this social media dude or whatever has no idea what's going on, and they're they're just posting, they're posting willy nilly. It doesn't really matter. And yeah, and, and and we can also argue that it doesn't really matter. Who cares? Uh, you can't see it in the picture anyway, and who knows what the hell they're looking at. But for them to actively support this is a suggestion that. 
you they want you to purchase a panor a fake panerai because it's the most popular it's the most popular thing on their Instagram. Straight up. That's my that's my take. Interesting. I would have I would have said that they want you to purchase a panerai and that showing pictures of people being happy about panerai is a way of doing that. They're not really paying attention to whether it's fake or not. If you go to the store and, and buy a real one. Maybe they don't even need that. Maybe it's like, well, you know, Panerai's are, are expensive watches. So if you are, you know, a kid or, or whatever, and you got a fake Panerai and you're posting it on your Instagram and everyone, it's just advertising in a way. And they don't need to convert that many people to actual Panerai's for it to be worth their while for this free advertising. Uh, I'm not I sure I go with that. I mean, you, you, so you, if you own a brand and you own trademarks, you don't want other people using those. Because it can it can make your stuff look worse, and it can also water down the the utility of that mark. Yeah. Right. You you want the Panerai trade. Well, you have to, to defend the mark, only real Panerai. You have yeah. to defend it. Yeah. yeah. And so so th- their whole goal, this whole exercise, was get people excited about Panerai so that they go and buy a real Panerai, and they just weren't looking too closely, were they? They definitely weren't, and I think that's I think that's the that's the difference between. And when I when I say that they want you to buy, they don't they don't care if you buy a a a, a, a fake as long as you buy a Panerai of some sort. I suppose is the answer. I don't know. I I think they would prefer the money to be going to them. If if I'm honest, <laughs> I, I think they would prefer to be taking your money as opposed to routing your money to. But they don't. But clearly, they don't care because they're clearly they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna slap this stuff on the uh, they're gonna sta- slap this stuff on their Instagram, and it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It does. They're, they're not gonna check. I think the problem is that well, there are two issues, right? First of all, watch nerds are almost too good at at yeah finding these things out, stuff. right? And. The, the the you know their problem is they're trying to encourage people to enjoy and be enthusiastic about the brand, and their super fans are able to pick a thing apart a mile away. This is the same thing, right? You don't you don't ever want to encourage anyone to wear a fake watch to an authorized dealer because they're around the real thing all the time and may be able to pick it apart. Maybe they won't, but it's just it's just rude. It's not polite. It's it's. Um, a major but is, faux but, pas. But no, no, that's, that. that's actually and that's not that's not. A, I don't think that's accurate. I think it's. I think. I think if. I think it's okay for the guy at the thing to say, "Oh, well, you got a fake. I don't understand what happened here. Did you? Did somebody sell this? Did somebody sell this to you as yeah. a real? Mm-hmm. That's that's more likely, and I think that's sure. that's a better. I think that's a better use case or a better discussion. Okay. <sighs> so what what should we learn from this? What should come out of this? Like, what's the right result to happen here? Social media is social media uh, is silly is complete garbage. Yeah, that's yes. the one. That's yes. the first. That's step one. I agree. So influencers are a bunch of uh, are a bunch of fakes, and yeah, um, especially the ones that want favors. Yeah, yeah. And you're and you're you you walk a dangerous you walk a dangerous tightrope if you're a manufacturer by by giving them by giving them any oxygen. It's super because I mean we've we've all been in you know I guess tech media for long enough to kind of see this come up from from nowhere this the, the birth of this and the current industry I remember this yeah, a yeah. couple of years ago it wasn't tech but you know it was, stories were coming out where like influencers were 
basically holding you know hotels hostage and saying right, right, hey right. i would love a free trip to cancun or whatever and the hotel is like uh wh- what well and some hotels say no and some hotels are like uh but that's the question you go ahead and post first and then we'll reimburse kind of thing but now it's on the hotel to it's be nuts. like do we do we allow this are we cool with this do we do we give in to their demands are we gonna like this is not a like a thought well there's a lot of backfire had. right there's the backfire on yeah. the hotel or there's the backfire on the influencer it's super uh you step back a little bit imagine you're a martian looking at this is really kind of dumb <laughs> like this <laughs> yeah. like like dance that's going on it's like this is actually quite ridiculous but this is this is the way things work now and it's kind of weird kind of weird yeah all right well i don't know i mean it just it's it's i think it's disingenuous the 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 idea that the idea that we're all supposed to that we're all supposed to be really good really good people and we're supposed to support the uh we're supposed to support the whatchamacallit the the industry as much as we can and i think and i think by actually literally by us standing here by us sitting here and saying these words uh and trying to trying to get to the bottom of this i think we are actively i think we are actively supporting the industry in a way that the industry doesn't even care about i think does that does that make sense i i would agree with that yeah like we're like we're we're going to we're going to hear we're we're going to be we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt but they will also not they they won't give they won't give anybody else the benefit of the doubt they'll 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 Four fight time a day for that matter yeah they'll, <laughs> they'll they'll fight they'll fight the rep times they'll fight everybody all day long and but when they screw up it's like uh oopsie sorry we did this and uh it's not a big deal uh, it's called rules yeah. for thee i believe is what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, not yeah. for moi yes <laughs> not for moi yeah it kind of exposes again this the, the silliness of a uh, modern the modern economy, the meme economy, if you will. Yeah, I don't know. It's very frustrating to me as a as a human a human being, a human fish, a uh, a lover of these things. It's why 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 should we why should we go to bat and why should we defend the idea that there shouldn't be that there shouldn't be rep- replicas uh, when they clearly don't even care? And that's 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 kind of that's kind of my point on this on this oh, front. I- I think the problem is that there are multiple they's behind the company, right? There's the social media yeah. guy who is a public face of the company at one part, but that is not at all the same as the boardroom. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure the social media guy is just like, you know, a 24-year-old. He's probably crying yeah, at this point. Yeah, he probably yeah. makes, you know, no money a year. And like, he's trying to get to five o'clock. Oh, I just need five more retweets and I can go home. Jeez. I mean, if you, but I mean, look, he's there, there, he threw in his lot with the, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, well, what's interesting, the- what's interesting. So in the days that followed the CEO's Instagram account kept liking the, uh, the fakes. Yeah. And so whoever's running the CEO's Instagram account provided it's not the actual CEO is, is having similar problems, right? Yeah, exactly. So they're, so they're, they're in a, they're in a position where they're basically saying that this is okay and that everybody should everybody should look at this this stuff and and the fact is they don't they don't know what they're they don't know what they're producing and again i mean look it's because it's such a because it's such a hot button issue and we can we can finish this in a minute yeah, because yeah. it's such a hot hot button issue it's not the same as like you, no, nobody's nobody's faking a macintosh or like nobody's faking a sony well, they laptop. used to they used to i guess well no no they would make a clone the, Bra- the just, brazilian macintosh clone 
but they wouldn't but they, they wouldn't fake it in a they wouldn't fake it in a general way you don't you don't go on you don't go on macclones.com and send in i don't know 200, 250 dollars in bitcoin and they send you a they send you a macbook air like uh Good like idea, nicholas though. does yeah exactly i gotta check wish maybe they do yeah maybe they do <laughs> But but if you're if you're that uh, disconnected from your product and you don't know what it looks like even then that's yeah, well, kind of embarrassing. I mean I can understand today's CEO not knowing what historical models looked like, and and not being able to pick apart what's fake or real from a from a good historical fake. Yeah. Right. But but a currently in production model, I feel like you ought to be connected enough to actually tell. And they're not, and that's the answer. They're not, and that's what's so frustrating about it. And 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 maybe that's why that's maybe that's why brands are so pissy. That's why maybe brands are so frustrating when it comes to like actually giving us giving us the stuff that we want versus the stuff that they want us to see, because they have to have that complete control. And if you give up that control in this specific case, influencers are the best people in the world. We trust them with our lives. Then you've ceded all control completely, and you don't deserve you don't deserve to get it back. That's my that's my. Yeah. Point. I think part of the issue is that in in the tech world, we're very used to CEOs wanting to be very connected to the product and very connected to to everything that goes into the product, right? Well, because everyone's even trying to emulate that. Steve Jobs, everyone tries to. Yeah, you know, and these guys don't. They're totally not that at all. Well, so there. So I remember. I remember distinctly. There was a. Uh, there was a. There was a when Dropcam first came out, and we can finish on this point. Uh, when Dropcam came, first came out, I, I I knew the CEO, and I talked to the CEO, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, maybe I'll just buy a bunch of uh, a bunch of um, like webcams, and just and can you just install the Dropcam software on it?" He's like, "Yeah, you can do clone clone drops or drop clones or whatever, uh, but we do if we do a few tweaks, and it's and it's better if you just buy them out of the box." I'm like, "Yeah, that makes a lot of sense." In this case, it's like, yeah, you can go to you can go to China, you can go to the sites, you can go to Trusty Time, which is the which drives me nuts. And you can buy your Panerai and you can get a, get a watch that looks exactly like it. You can be happy with it to a degree that's to a degree that you can or cannot be happy with it with the replica. And there are plenty of people who are like that rep time stuff that you told me about on Reddit. Yeah. We did a big story in that a couple ridiculous. weeks ago. It was yeah. a ton of people read it actually. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually wild that, that there's an entire collector group that's dedicated to that. But then again, there's an entire collector group to dedicated to cars of that in that same vein, right? There you, mm-hmm. you, you have replica cars and stuff. But if the, if the CEO of Panerai doesn't care, then why should I care? Why should I, why should I spend, why should I spend my money on, on the quote unquote superior workmanship and craftsmanship that they have to offer me versus uh, getting something drop shipped from Shenzhen? And that's, I think that's the answer. Yeah. You remember Richard used to say, you know, yeah. Richard used to, he yeah. used to say that if, um, if the manufacturer could not tell the difference between their product and replica, then the replica was a legitimate product. Yeah. It's like the, uh, like I said, it's a, uh, it's a hairy, hairy world. Uh, uh, I think we can, I think we can finish this cause I'm just getting a little heated and I may have to, I have to go, I may, may get the vapors shortly. Yeah. Where's your fainting couch? Uh, it's right here. It's it's behind me. Um, mostly, I'm just going to fall onto the floor. This has been the Hour Time Podcast, a moment in, captured in amber with uh, my co-hosts, Nicholas Leon, Victor Marks, and myself, John Biggs. Uh, and with that, we bid you all a fond, fond farewell. Say goodbye, everyone. 
Adieu. 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 <laughs>